the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Yesterday, NASDAQ was down 2%. The S&P 500 down three quarters of 1%. And the Dow up one-tenth of 1%. It's tiny. What's interesting to note about that is the underperformance of the NASDAQ. Big tech's not leading. The Dow being up just a skosh while the NASDAQ was down 2% a lot. Google and Microsoft did the stock market no favors yesterday. Last night, Facebook did the NASDAQ and growth no favors. So the growthier side is getting hit harder. The value side of the Dow Jones Industrial Average is showing a little bit of leadership. That may come to fruition as a trend. Plunging tech stocks dragged the market down with them yesterday, snapping a three-day winning streak. Third quarter GDP report drops today in the media. And it accelerated at 2.6% pace, better than expected as growth turns positive. The ECB is hiking interest rates 75 basis points. What's important to note there is the world is fighting inflation. It's not just you and I. Just you and I. Just you and I. Um, And back to the GDP in the U.S. climbing 2.6%. What does that tell me? That tells me we're not looking at a recession right now. Mark Zuckerberg had a really, really bad quarter. He's not letting his dream of the metaverse die, even though it's strange and bizarre. You see people who have no legs pumping a lot of money into a platform that has very little engagement usage and now starting to use terms like, it's going to take time. It's going to take many iterations. There's no roadmap. It's just going to take money for now. Meta shares will be down today. Big. And if Zuckerberg were to die today, Meta shares would be up big. That's how much Wall Street really dislikes what he's doing there. Sheryl Sandberg is jumping ship. She's not my favorite person. She comes across as a phony. I know that sounds like a horrible thing to say. She had her husband die early in her life. And um, she just doesn't. She comes, I don't like it. So Wall Street has been hammering the shares of Meta. Last night, after the second straight quarterly revenue decline, 
The share price slide is chipping a chunk off CEO Mark Zuckerberg's rapidly shrinking fortune. You're going to be sad to hear that Mark Zuckerberg is now worth just $48.9 billion. He's still the 23rd richest person in the world. But he started the year with $125 billion. He's down to $48.9 billion. Billionaire on sale. Billionaire on sale. That's down 70% of Meta stock. Wow. MetaShare slumped nearly 25% after earnings. That takes off about 65 to $70 billion of market share cap, market cap share. Um, Meta, which owns social networking platform Facebook, posted a 4% revenue decline in the third quarter of 2022. That followed its first ever revenue drop of nine-tenths of a percent. It also expects the metaverse will continue to lose money in 2023. An increase in competition from China's TikTok and changes to Apple's new iPhone privacy measures, along with a broader slowdown in ad spending, are seen as dampening the company's sales. There's more and more stories out of Meta that Zuckerberg is happy when everyone agrees with him and unhappy and pouts when everyone disagrees with them. They have a board of directors that are out of control. They're spending way too much on the metaverse. And Wall Street doesn't understand losing $10 billion in a quarter that you don't have to lose. And it just looks weird. If you go to YouTube, so I'm assuming you don't have an Oculus Rift or any of the meta platform tools to get onto the horizon worlds. If you go and check out horizon worlds or check out metaverse, Mark Zuckerberg, YouTube, do a couple searches. <clears throat> it's just weird because he puts himself in all the, all the promotional videos. And it's like, Hey everyone, come join me, Mark in the world of the metaverse. You can be anything you want. It just, it, it just has a bad vibe to it. Here's a little bit of sadness. So when I own shares of Facebook, I would not. It's in so many indexes, I do own it. But what I do I think the company would be better off without Mark Zuckerberg? Probably. With that said, he's still worth $50 billion, and he doesn't have to go anywhere if he doesn't want to. And if he wants to keep developing the metaverse, it's just going to be without a lot of influential money. A lot of people aren't going to want to be there. A million more seniors aged 65 years and older fell into poverty last year. Bringing the number up up to a percentage of 10.3%. So one in 10 senior citizens over 65 are in poverty. That's the highest level since 2002. That's in stark contrast to the 4.5 percentage point drop in child poverty to a record low 5.2%. It's even more telling older adults are the only age segment that experienced an increase. In total, there's about 6 million older adults who now live in poverty. That's a nightmare scenario for me. And I've seen so many people, um, their final years aren't 
great. They're not golden. They're not lovely. Um, so that's what the show's all all about. It's all dedicated to. Can I get a time cue? Um, <laughs> thanks. So seniors are the only age group with more poverty. You know, like Biden has social spending packages tied towards extending childhood tax credits, things like that. <clears throat> Those tax credits that you hear about, California is giving money back to Californians due to inflation. Also due to the fact that it's got a robust, healthy housing market that keeps getting more and more property taxes. Um, but it's just large. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Got a big event coming up in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. It's income and retirement. You can sign up for it by going to robblackshow.com. Use the code EVENT25 to get in for free. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Let's talk about the tech giants. Companies that you once surfed on the back to great wealth. It has not been the year of tech giants. It has not been the year of the next tech giants. Companies like NVIDIA and AMD who are taking the, the crown from companies like Intel. It's looked bad in the world of tech. Everywhere you go, semiconductors, semiconductor equipment, eh, okay. Software, it's all getting hit. And it used to be a darling. <clears throat> and tech really benefited from a lot of things recently. Let's talk about what's happened. If you're only tech stock heavy, you're in trouble. American heavyweights that once were considered unstoppable for the first time in a long time look washed up. Like Tom Brady washed up. Like Aaron Rodgers washed up. I don't know if you're following the NFL this year. I barely am. But Aaron Rodgers has a losing record, as does Tom Brady. And you're like, whoa, no way. Oh, my God, no way. This is about America's internet giants. They're slumping hard. Slumping hard. Whether it be Facebook, also known as Meta, Alphabet, also known as Google. Netflix? Starting to turn it around after a tough two years. We'll see if that can hold. Um, Apple. All of them getting hit. Today, Amazon's going to report and Apple's going to report. But so far, Google parent Alphabet posted its slowest revenue growth since 2013. <clears throat> there was one other quarter where it had slower growth. But that was during the pandemic. And that was during the freak out we won't have toilet paper part of the pandemic. And you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that. Meta is having rough financial results. It recorded its second straight quarter of declining revenue and provided a gloomy outlook. Meta shouldn't even be considered big tech anymore. Since its shares peaked in September of 2021, the company has lost nearly two-thirds of its value before diving another 25% today. It's crazy. 
they are getting hit hard. If you have stock options and you work at Facebook, you are demoralized. Younger people are fleeing Facebook. Investors look at CEO Mark Zuckerberg as a clown, thinking that he can invent the company or reinvent Facebook as a new metaverse platform. So Meta has drifted in the land of excess. They're drifting in the land of excess. They're drifting in the land of excess. We don't know where they're going. And it's tough to put big money into a company that doesn't know where they're going. The Reality Labs, which is basically their platform for the metaverse, has lost $9.4 billion so far this year, and Zuckerberg's they're going to lose more next year. So Facebook is part of a bigger problem where younger people are leaving Instagram, they're leaving Facebook, and TikTok is sucking them all up. I expect in 10 years from now we'll be saying the same thing about TikTok. Kids don't want to be followed by mom and dad. Google is telling us the wider economy on advertising is advertising is feeling a little bit of hit. Spending's down by corporations. When corporations cut on advertising, they'll see a drop in revenue. And when they see a drop in revenue, they'll say, we're going to fire people or close offices. So Google is the number one indicator right now for me that's sparking recession in 2023 the job firings hasn't really hit hard yet but they will microsoft had its worst day since march 2020 after giving a disappointing forecast yesterday it's pushed to dominate the metaverse is also faltering people don't talk much about the hollow lens but it's not doing great the U.S. military wanted to use the hollow lens in battlefield, and they said, on second thought, we're, we're going to end up dying if we use this thing. So it's not ready for prime time. So bottom line on what we're seeing out of FANG, Facebook, Meta, Alphabet, Google, Apple, Netflix, it's um, not pretty right now. Tech giants scored record profits during COVID when interest rates were near zero. Stimulus checks were coming left, stimulus checks were coming right, and everyone was stuck inside without, with only the internet to entertain us. And I saw a concert that was awesome during the pandemic when we were all locked in, where some creative people got together in New York, rented out a theater, and only the band played. All the roadies had masks on, and it was great. It was really, really well done. And 21 Pilots did one. AJR did one. Um, I'm sure there's many, 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 many other people who pulled them off. So we saw kind of like that suck in. We were drawn into the metaverse. Now we're like, eh, I'm going to go out and kiss a girl. I'm going to go out and do something fun. Um, that's what's happened. So... Apple and Amazon tonight both can have a put up or shut up kind of moment. Amazon looks really oversold. Apple, it still has a price tag on it. It still looks expensive. Uh, you own Apple because you want to own the next five, 10 years of their hardware. You don't own Apple because you want to own the next five months of their services. 
climate activists protested inside BlackRock's headquarters over its investment in fossil fuels. BlackRock's a big investor. Protesting kind of makes me a little, eh, every time I see it, I'm like, I don't know that's going to be all that effective. I instantly judge it. I never try to get behind it. I never try to see the positive. I instantly go, eh, that just looks like 10 people really annoying uh, 100 people. I'm tough on the protesters, tough on the protesters. I didn't realize that about me. It appears the Elon Musk Twitter deal really is going to happen. I don't understand this, but yesterday Elon Musk was seen. There was a video of the billionaire carrying a sink into Twitter's headquarters. Was that a entering Twitter headquarters let that sink in? I don't quite get what the sync was about. He changed his Twitter bio to Chief Tweet or Chief Twit. He has told the staff, I'm going to fire 75% of you. That probably would have been better done with a board of directors plan. Severance packages figured out. A quiet email to the team to start but when you tweet out three quarters of my staff is going to be fired it's like well first and foremost he's right twitter's not really innovating and they're, they're overstaffed and the number one thing you cut down on when you can't grow your revenue is your staff we've already talked about that in this segment when do shares of medica go down, stop going down is when mark zuckerberg fires people and he says, I'm going to stop this silly metaverse spend of 10 billion plus a year. It's a lot of money. If you're in the ad industry, be prepared for things to get bad fast. Alphabet, Snap, and Meta, Alphabet, uh, Meta, Facebook, all reported significantly slowdowns in ad spend. That's going to be a disaster for that whole space. As Alphabet and Snap report sharp ad spending slowdowns, if you know anyone in the industry, nothing's being hired. Everything is frozen to being let go. And one of the quotes I heard yesterday on the ad industry was, can we stop faking that the upfront is fine and the scattered marketplace is fine, that digital's not going to go down? All the currents are coming together and we're looking at a perfect storm. Start planning now for the perfect storm. You're hearing more and more chatter about a recession in 2023. Before we get there, we have to see layoffs, lots of layoffs. Because right now we're just too well employed. That's the one thing we're going to look at back on from the pandemic and we're going to really scratch our head and go, uh, we didn't see that coming. How much the labor force changed of people wanting more money, people wanting to work from home. But when people start getting laid off, people are going to be like, oh, can I go into work? Can I go into work? Shopify changes performance reviews amid layoffs. So Shopify's new head of HR announces plans to overall performance reviews after layoffs and compensation turmoil. Company that grows really fast, HR is loosey-goosey. One minute. Shopify laid off about 10% of its workforce, or roughly 1,000 people in July. 
Several former employees accused the company of falsely citing performance issues as the reasoning behind what the employees argued were actual layoffs of several dozen workers. If you lay off an employee with cause versus mass firings, it's all about the insurance that you have to cover for unemployment and the cost involved. It's kind of one of the sad parts of corporate America, right? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. I like earning season because you learn a lot. If you listen to conference calls and you follow up with management on what they're investing in and what they're not. Ford stock is falling. Ford's not a stock I'm going to own. But I might own Tesla. So I pay attention to Ford. I might not own Tesla. Elon Musk is just proving to be too weird. And you invest in a company's CEO. You invest in a company's CFO. You look at their track record. How have they done in the past? Well, clearly he's the richest man on the planet, so he's done well. But there's a lot of talk like the U.S. government may take Twitter away from him, which would be kind of funny for all that he had to do to get Twitter or try not to do to get out of it. He showed up at Twitter headquarters with a sink yesterday, and it's like, what are you trying to do? Let that sink in that he showed up at CEO as CEO at the headquarters. So back to Ford. Um, again, the earnings don't mean much to me. But on the call, they announced that they're taking a big charge right off its self-driving investment. And some people might own General Motors or Google because Alphabet's Google's got Waymo, and that's got to be some sort of value, right? Ford talked a little bit about autonomous driving and how it's going. Ford is writing off its investment in self-driving. Their division was called Argo. Argo AI. That's going to dense investor sentiment for a bit. Argo AI is working on level four self-driving technology. That level means you as a driver don't have to pay attention at all under under certain circumstances. It's mission critical. If you're going to be a self-driving level four autonomous level, there's a difference between level two and level three applications, trying to make everything safer as you go along. Level two plus requires drivers to stay engaged at all times. Level three means drivers can stop paying attention in limited circus circumstances like um, slow growth, slow moving traffic jams. Huge opportunity right now for Ford to give time, the most valuable commodity in modern life, back to millions of customers while they're in their vehicles. That's the way we think of autonomous vehicles. That's the way we think of self-driving level four. There's companies coming out with really weird looking cars because they don't have to accommodate engines anymore. And they're trying to accommodate people who can sleep in their car while it's driving. They're just concept cars at this point in time. But um, Ford writing off the self-driving, and I think it's bad news for Waymo. 
It's telling us that it's harder than they wanted it to be. McDonald's had a nice quarter. I'm loving it. McDonald's is an interesting one because it's a play on not very good food. Maybe when I was 14, I was like, man, this McDonald's hamburger is great. Man, these chicken nuggets taste like amazing fried chicken. Those words haven't come out of my mouth in 40 years. So McDonald's reported strong numbers. And everything I just said tells you everything you need to know about McDonald's. It's been around since I was a kid. They don't make great food. Their sales are growing 9.5%, topping expectations. Even as inflation, foreign exchange, headwinds put pressure on the company. Because McDonald's is a big international company. A strong dollar is bad for them. McDonald's is among the best positioned fast food companies as it's set to benefits from customers trading down instead of getting uh, a, a sit-down fried chicken sandwich um, with a waiter. People go like, hey, I'll go to McDonald's. So that's good financial strength. They're in a good position. Inflation impacted the company's margins, particularly commodity wage inflation. Year-to-date adjusted operating margins grown is now in the mid-40s. So their margins are, are doing fine. You'll hear companies like McDonald's and Apple talk a lot about their margins uh, because they sell so much of something, it turns into kind of a commodity. Uh, and we lose the value of it until you start looking at the margins. Volume, volume, volume. So McDonald's has a quarterly cash dividend, buck fifty to a share, up ten percent from last year's buck thirty-eight. The annualized dividend is going to be six dollars and eight cents a share. So for every share you own at McDonald's, you get a buck fifty-two every ninety days. It can go back and buy another buck fifty-two of McDonald's stock in a dividend reinvestment. Or it could be paid to you at income. It's crazy to think that I'll probably have McDonald's as part of my income portfolio when I retire. It's crazy to think that I'll be an employee, an employer, an owner of McDonald's and it'll be paying me because you think of McDonald's as you can't live off that. Well, you can in retirement if you own a lot of stock in it. So that's all about McDonald's quarter. Nice quarter. Nice dividend. Not great dividend. And just to give you an idea of how we in the financial world look at dividends, uh, Meta, Meta Platforms doesn't pay a dividend, down 21% today. But that's not part of the dividend story. McDonald's pays about 2.3%. So you know how last year in the bank you were getting zero. You're like, the bank's not paying me any money on my savings account. Now they're paying three and a half to four percent at banks online banks particularly still physical banks still you know one one and a half two percent but that puts mcdonald's somewhere in a weird spot it's more than cash not quite as good as an online bank in dividends in dividends so 
but you get the equity as well and you get the growth. And with McDonald's, that's not something to scoff at. In the last five years, McDonald's has gone from $156 stock to a $266 stock, almost doubling, which is something you hear me say on this show on a regular basis. If money doubles every 7.2 years and it pays a 2.3% dividend, count me in. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. There is an online bank of an online bank. I mean, it's this is really an online bank. It's called uh, Premier Saving Account from Upgrade. Company's called Upgrade. They're yielding three and a half percent right now as competition for your deposits heats up. You have to have a minimum one thousand dollars to earn three and a half percent. The rate is likely to climb in the future. It could hit four and a half percent by next year. Credit card startup Upgrade is releasing a new savings account with what it says is country's top interest rate as competition for deposit heats up. Makes me a little bit nervous, but it is insured, just like your bank. Um, I can barely hear that, but that means there's 30 seconds. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Big event coming up in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge, November 17th. You can sign up for it. Use code event25 at Rob Black Show. Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archived podcasts, market updates, and information from EP Wealth's certified financial planners online at robblackshow.com. Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money, the show dedicated to getting you to retirement. I pledge if you listen, I'll do my best to find enough content to really push you into making better decisions. Restaurants have trimmed their weekly operating hours by 7.5% or 6.4 hours compared with pre-pandemic schedules. Have you been into a restaurant in the last year and you find, hey, they're closing earlier than I thought? And that's exactly. Uh, I know a restaurant that doesn't open for lunch anymore. I know a restaurant that takes a break for two hours in the afternoon in between shifts. It's not just your imagination. Restaurants aren't open as long as they used to be. Eateries have trimmed their weekly operating hours 7.5% compared with pre-pandemic schedules. About 60%, 59% of restaurants are operating on shorter schedules. In October of 2022 versus October of 2019. So you cut back hours and you cut back consumption. At restaurants, you cut back tips and money that waiters and waitresses make. And if they were expecting to work 40 hours a week and they're only working 32 hours a week, that may not cover rent anymore as a waiter. Chains have things like robotics, automation, and technology upgrades that can largely enable them to do without as many people. But some chains have been more dramatic on their schedules. Denny's weekly hours have fallen by nearly a third. Texas Roadhouse, IHOP, and Subway have seen their average shrink by double digits. The change significant drop in operating hours likely due to the reduction of diners and other eateries that are open 24 hours. The reduced hours are also hitting the New York metropolitan area's restaurants, which on average slash their weekly schedules by about more than nine hours. So did we return back to normal is the point of the segment. And I think largely the answer is no. 
largely the answer is no. How about them apples? Right? So I've been going through some companies and earnings, and I've talked about McDonald's. I've talked a little bit about Southwest. Let me give a little bit more color on that. Following record summer leisure travel demand, revenue trends remain strong in September of 2022, bolstering improving business travel trends post-Labor Day. So what Southwest is telling us was it was a strong summer. Demand is continuing. But they also said business travel trends are up, boosted. Now, of course, they're going to hit inflationary pressures, higher rates for labor benefits and airports. Pilot staffing constraints could also limit the airline's fleet utilization for 2023. Southwest is, for their part, saying they expect operating revenue be, to be between 13 to 17% higher in the fourth qu- quarter compared to the 2019 levels, despite capacity being set to drop 2%. Analysts was expecting capacity to drop 9%. So this is good news for Southwest. It's good news for Delta, United Airlines, American Airlines. All very optimistic that we're going to travel until we lose our jobs, which everyone says is going to happen in 2023. Higher unemployment numbers, but most people who are talking about that are saying it won't be as bad as other recessions. So I've hit McDonald's, I've hit Southwest, I've hit Ford, I've hit Meta. Um, Bottom line on Meta is the metaverse is sinking the company. And he's just so crazy. He's such a clown. Zuckerberg, is he's fine with all this so far. He's not willing to go, this isn't really what I was thinking. I maybe should slow down on this. He says he's pretty confident Meta is heading in a good direction as the stock crashes 20% today after a huge earnings mess. He's an odd-looking fellow to me. He's got that reddish hair. He's got that weird straight hairline. And he's sinking billions of dollars with very little chance of profits in the near-term future into the metaverse. And it's just a weird, goofy place. And again, I'm, I'm kind of playing my cards here. But when he does the videos telling you how great it's going to be, and he's in every video telling you in his avatar way, it's going to be great. You'll be able to play poker with your friends from college. And then they show you people without legs playing poker. Is it a technical achievement? So far it is. It really is. Is it something we want? So far it's not. It's really not. Yay was escorted out of Sketcher's offices in Los Angeles yesterday after he showed up unannounced. He is coming across as canceled, and he's not going to get out of the cancellation. Um, His Donda school just shut its doors, $15,000 a year school. Basically, backlash over anti-Semitic comments. Parents and kids don't feel safe. They're shutting down. They're going to start back up in September of 2023. It's interesting because his school... um, has designer outfits, luxury designer outfits, even the school's basketball team. Um, and for his part, Yay is saying it's not about the money, it's about the people. And then he ended it with a direct slam of a Jewish person saying that he was responsible for the school closing in his tweet. Not Kanye. I got to call him Yay. I keep, I keep forgetting that. 
no disrespect, people. No disrespect. <sighs> I wonder what his pronouns are. Loser. <laughs> his net worth at Forbes. I've never seen this. And again, I think it's kind of funny that um, what Forbes says we care about. His net worth dropped from over a billion to 400 million in one day because he lost his Adidas contract, his Gap contract. It appears he's losing everything. He still has 5% of Skims and his music catalog and a lot of real estate. We'll see where he goes. But cancel culture is alive and well. So advertisers are pulling back. That's really the messaging that I want you to hear from the YouTube, Google, Facebook, Snap. If Twitter had to report without Elon Musk being name brought up, Twitter would be probably a $15 stock if, if Elon Musk didn't jump in and say he would buy it for $54 a share. He's way overpaying for it. But he says it's not to make money, but it's about saving humanity. I get the feeling Twitter's going to become a poop show. Um, Meta says it's laying off staff and easing off hiring to reduce costs, but we'll keep pumping billions in Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse. So we want to hear more about the job cut layoffs. That's really, really important. So it's important that Western Digital and Logitech and Dell and Intel, if, if we're not going to sell a lot of PCs, they need to shrink their workforces, all of them. And until you see the press releases of 500 people let go, 5,000 people let go, you're going to have problems with inflation in the U.S. economy. Let's take a look at the markets. Today, disappointing quarterly results from Meta Platforms. We're going to get earnings tonight out of Amazon and Apple. You're seeing a positive reaction today to earnings reports from companies like ServiceNow, KLA Tencore, Caterpillar, Honeywell, Merck, and McDonald's all are carrying the Dow Jones industrial average higher today. Let's see how much higher we're looking. I've got about 40 windows open right now. Just looking at McDonald's recently. we have here oh and don't forget we have the elections in two weeks i should throw that down on occasion you know it looks like the market's gonna lose today at one point the dow was up 500 600 now it's up 439 but it, it's it's put it in lower lows as the day goes on um but mcdonald's and caterpillar really helping the dow the nasdaq's down two-thirds of one percent because of names like Facebook. Interesting. NVIDIA is having a nice day. Amazon down 3% ahead of earnings. Microsoft down 1%. It's kind of a mixed tech market today, to be quite honest with you. Meta's down 22%. When you see that, you look twice. So I very much so would say long-term. Um, and I hate saying this on air, but like, I'd like to buy some more Google at these prices. If you think we're going into recession, that's okay. Um, I'd like to own Google coming out of the recession. 
Ooh, Apple's down two bucks today, down 1.6%. Visa's getting a little bit of love, and I think that's good. Visa is a company that makes money in, they're not a credit card company, they're a swipes company. One minute. And Visa appears to be a company that is getting some of the bad. Yet not too much changed at the payment processor. Visa boasts ample fee cash flow, carries no net debt. It's a double-digit sales and earnings compounder for the foreseeable future. Those are all still in, 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 intact and in play. Their conference call yesterday was fine. Founded in 1958 by Bank of America, spun off by 1970. Visa's grown into world's dominant processor of credit, debit, and other electronic payments. I thought it was a pretty nice quarter. 55% profit margin, free cash flow up 61%. You know, digital banks are a problem for them, but they seem to be navigating that pretty well so far. I can find and be found online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.